there is what you must do while you are alive. There are a lot of destinies tied to us. money is going to end, the car is going to end everything you give is going to end but one thing that will not end is the lives that we are able to connect to God and connect to purpose and destiny so I told myself Isaiah if God were to come to you and tell you son I know you are deep in revelation God is open. I'm opening you up to so many things but I want to give you just 10 years after this year how will you leave it I'll do over time because what I am supposed to do for my generation is too much then I'll do over time. I'm have to cut on sleep, pray more, write more, study more, impart more lives. If you do wrong, I'll tell you right there and there. I'll wait because I have patience for people. I can give you three, five years to correct you. You keep doing something now. Look at you. I won't say anything. I'll be trusting God as the word that is coming. You are hearing. You are hearing. But if I know that timing, and then no, there's no time to waste. Because you come back. What I'm trying to say is the will of God. If there's any investments to make, make a spiritual investments. That is what will leave you and I. That is what is going to be our capital in eternity. We're going to pray just one prayer and that prayer is going to last for 25 minutes. I won't stop it. We'll just be praying. We'll just be praying. It's a prayer you know. When you see yourself keep repeating an error, it means you've not found light in it yet. If you realize that there's something you, you, are, you are being taught over and yet you are not getting it, it means that your eyes have not been opened to see it. It happened to the king of Israel, Pastor Dave. When Babylon captured him and captured the people of God, they plucked out his eyes. When they plucked out his eyes, though he was captured and taken to one of the amazing cities in their days, Babylon, that man couldn't appreciate what was there. Babylon was the Dubai of that day. It was said that they were hanging gardens. The book of Nazar was referred to as the gold part of that statue. Great things were in Babylon. As beautiful as Babylon was, the eyes of the king were plucked out. He could not see it. You and I have been translated from the kingdom of darkness. We have come into light. There are beautiful things in Christ. Beautiful and amazing things in Christ. Glorious things in Christ. Things that brings comfort and peace to the heart. Things that gladdens the heart. That makes you want to wake up every morning in smiles. They are there. But if your eyes are plucked, you can appreciate it. If your eyes are plucked, you can appreciate it. Steve Wonder sings so beautifully. He has money. Very talented man. He has everything that you can think about. He has money. He has fame. He has influence. One day somebody asked Steve, uh, Steve Wonder, now what is one desire that you wish you could have? He said, if I could just see, if anybody can help me see, even five minutes, I will love it. So with all the splendor that Steve Wonder has, the cars, the houses, all of the awards that he's been given for his talent, his eyes has never seen them. 
There are many in the faith. We are in, we are in, we are in a glorious Babylon. We are in a glorious city. We are in Christ. There are glorious things that are there for us. It will amaze you to know that even the woman you must marry is there. She's just there. The job must have is just there. Everything you need is just in him, but our eyes. That's why Paul said that I do not cease in praying for you. I do not cease because I can't stop praying these prayers. That the eyes of your understanding will be opened. Why? Because in the kingdom, in the spirit, we see with our hearts, not our natural eyes. That raising the things of God. That some of us doesn't exactly because your, your sight might be blurred. Maybe in a worship like this or in a service like this, and maybe some of us get very perhaps dramatic and we express some love to God. It's not nice to you. The problem is not us, it is your sight. Are you with me? You pray, you pray. I want to understand the prayer, so you pray. Hello. I was reading my Bible this morning. And I realized something that the Lord had been telling me, but it was it became more and more. When Moses walked into the into to Pharaoh, I said, Pharaoh, Yahweh has sent me to tell you, let's you go. But <laughs> I said, To do what? Who is that God? That should obey him. He says, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He wants his people. He says, it seems you are not working hard. That is why. He quickly made a call. Call the supervisors. Don't give them mortar again. Let them go look for mortar themselves. But they should maintain the same quota. You work in a bank. They know very well the economy is very tough. But your target has been increased. That gives you a sign. There is a Moses. He's called Jesus Christ. He is at the verge to blow the trumpet for the rapturing of his Israel. And Pharaoh has can see the signs because from Matthew 24, look all the places he knows the factors that shows that Christ is coming. So he has increased labor hours. Can't you see that now your bosses don't allow you to go to, to serve God? Don't you see it? And you are attending to it from a carnal point of view. Pharaoh does not understand reasoning. Pharaoh understands power. Don't you see that our love for money is increasing? Don't you see that our love for disobedience and rebellion is increasing? That the young lady can take a married man to court because the man is not fulfilling her adulterous relationship duties. And the world is applauding her. Don't you realize where we are? He said, blow the trumpet in Zion. Because sometimes Zion is asleep. The abnormal is becoming normal. of my understanding will be enlightened that I may see there's a glory in Christ Isaiah must walk in when I walk in that glory Pharaoh can give rules 
But when he looks at me, he says, For you, it's exempted. There is a dimension in Christ. Potiphar saw it. He looked at Joseph. He said, I don't know what you have, but I know there's something with you because since the day you started working here, I am better. So from henceforth, the only thing that I will do is to eat and be with my wife. Handle everything. There are realms of glory. What will wake up or what will make an elderly man at 69 years eh, be meditating in midnight up to somewhere 130 and wakes the wife up. I saw Rima. Come, let's discuss it. And they are awake for the next two, three hours. Then a young man full of life does not have the burden to awake at night and pray. But what he's seeking for is wealth and make money and marry. Something is wrong. What will make a member be angry with your pastor? Because your pastor didn't respect you. But that boss you have in the office, you go let him insult you and yet you work. Are you being fair? The eyes of your understanding. There's something about this Jesus that I must see. You pray this, you're gonna pray this prayer again in five minutes again. Every every learned person or anyone who is matured knows that alcohol is not good for the body. I mean alcohol in the way it is done. It's not good for the body. So I mean I know when we eat food we eat that breaks down some point to be alcoholic in our system because the body needs some of alcohol. But I'm talking of alcohol, drinking of alcohol. Everybody knows that is bad. But people know it, but yet they drink it. What makes us love the, the suggestions of the flesh and the suggestions of the spirit? What makes us love it? You see, it's like when you are angry with somebody, it feels good to be angry. And yet you know that it will cost you something. Yet, it's like you easily get, you easily like to be angry. You easily like not to forgive. It feels good for you to not forgive. Like, there, there, there are some of us here that people have done things. They don't even know they've hurt you. They don't even know. They don't know but you are angry with them and you have kept them in your heart and it's destructive now the word of God comes and you know that if I walk in the fruit of the spirit patience is life and peace but what is it, what is it that makes you want to still stay there and today when we're coming to church on the highway driving it's coming it's moving and there's ahead of me I saw that there was a small car way ahead there and I saw a charcoal one of these trucks carrying charcoal and I could descend the spirit of God telling me to slow down because 
the guy is going to make a move into your lane because he has seen that small car which is not within his lane but he will move here in a very all this happened in a short time I chose to still maintain my lane I only reduced the speed a little indeed the guy moved I said a horning But if I had not reduced the speed, it could have disturbed me. Then I had the suggestion of my flesh roll down, tell him something that will help his ministry. Then I heard the spirit says, just go. So when I got it, you look at him, I just left. And it was so much peaceful. Like it's so peaceful. Okay, so if I roll down, but I'm old. What do you mean? My son is in the car. My children are in the car. My wife's in the car. Melody was in the car. Primo was in the car. And I come and stand here and preach. They are not going to learn from what I'm saying just here. It's what I'm doing. So I would have taught my son that when he grows, start driving, she insult people. It was peaceful to listen to the Spirit. I realized that when you can't see, you will not go for something. Once again, you are praying. I will say that in Christ, I hid all the treasures of knowledge and wisdom. It means that there's no other place again. God is the real Kokwanansi. God is the real what? You heard the story Papa gave us. Kokwanansi took all the wisdom in the world. And was going to hang it somewhere. And the son said, ah, Papa, the thing is in front of you, can bring it behind her. He said, Ah, there's still one more wisdom. So he got angry and dropped it. For God, He's carried all the wisdom in all eternity, present, past, future, and has put it in Christ. <laughs> Amen. It's in Christ. So, when He opens your eyes to see the treasures in Christ, it means you walk in all wisdom, all knowledge, and that's what gives you triumph in life. In the course of the week, in all your studies, you can add Romans 8, verse 1, to I think the verse number, see, just add it to some of the things you will meditate in. And just, that's, that, that, that scripture, Apostle Paul, by the help of the Holy Spirit, opens to up as the advantages of being led by the spirit and then the dangers that you are sure to walk in when you and I walk in the flesh it's a very powerful piece. so from verse number one read it uh, to uh, okay read it up to just focus to verse 17 from verse 1 to 7 just focus on Please give us John 14, 23. One of the scriptures that Papa gave us. When I know I find Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. So the proof of love for Jesus is keeping the word. 
And interestingly, he said, if a man love me, he'll keep my word. It means that keeping his word is automatic to the one that loves him. So they are not two different. The keeping his word is a product of the love for him. In the book of Romans, Paul talks about he has shared his love abroad in our hearts. So it means anyone that is born again has the love of God. You have a deposit of the love of God. So through fellowship, that love grows. Through yieldedness, that love grows. The more the love is growing, the more you are keeping his word. The more you are keeping his word, the more his presence is more in your life. Lift your two hands to the Lord.